What went we out into this wilderness to find? Leaving our country, kindred, our father's houses. For what? For the kingdom of God. Let us pray. club members i'm kate and for thanksgiving this year i'm staying out of the kitchen i'm staying out of the way and that's where they like me that is true and i'm emma and i am making macaroni and cheese and a mysterious salad dish that will be delicious but that i'm not going to tell kate what it is yet because she'll judge it oh is it like one of those like minnesota salads that's like what cookie salad am i from minnesota (laughs) jello salad well they're known for their salads that aren't just salads no this is a salad it just has kale in it so i worry that will affect your view of it i love kale okay i love kale i would prefer a jelly bean salad okay well this is not a jelly bean salad (laughs) i've made it for sarah before and she likes it so it'll be a hit Okay, well, I am so excited about the kale, and I am in, I think I'm in charge of sweeping. I think that's what Nick told me I have to do. Yeah, historically, we've kept Kate out of the kitchen when it comes to cooking, because she tends to not be much help. Well, I'm making something for work. What are you making? I'm... Chips and dip? No, I, last, okay, to be fair, last year for a work potluck, I brought grapes. (laughs) Grapes? I can't cook. I cannot cook. You don't want me to cook. So this year, I'm doing the green bean casserole. You know what? Which is everyone. Everyone likes it. We do all love it. I do remember you being like, what do I do with it? And it's literally the instructions <laughs> are on the back. And we're like, Kate, like, just please read the instructions. And I still messed it up because you guys didn't tell me I had to strain the canned green beans. <laughs> they all went in. Oh, that was it. Yeah, you just plop the green know. beans into the... I didn't know. Oh, Milk of mushroom is what I was going to say, but that sounds worse. That's not what it's called. That's gross. That's some medicine seeping in for you. Well, it wasn't good, and I I was not invited back into the kitchen. But this year's my time to shine. I've learned to strain the green beans, and that's really the only thing I needed to know about that recipe. Yeah. The one thing that you could get wrong. And I and I got it wrong. But I hope you guys... It's okay. We've troubleshooted it. I hope you guys are having a really wonderful Thanksgiving week and you're spending good time with your friends and your family. To our listeners who are not in the U.S., man, it really sucks to be you this week, doesn't it? No, this is an excuse for you to eat inordinate amounts. We're having a great time over here. <laughs> yeah, under the guise of a holiday. But speaking of... Thanksgiving and the reason for this season. Let's talk about some Puritan Americans. Oh. Yeah. It all ties in. Sure. That's let's say that's why. I mean it makes sense. And that it's not a coincidence. Okay. I'm I'm here for it. Okay. Thanksgiving horror it is. <laughs> it is Thanksgiving horror. Yes, it really is. I have a lot to say. Um I'm so excited to be covering The Witch. I've seen The Witch before. I saw it when it came out. Uh, Emma obviously hasn't. Emma obviously finished it <laughs> 10 minutes ago, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, uh, that sounds about right. Kate, what did I say when I first started the movie? You said, I feel offended. 
I feel oppressed. <laughs> That's what you said. <laughs> I did. So Kate, do I have to watch this? Is making me feel oppressed. <laughs> did you know what it was about? No, not at all. I can imagine that would make you feel very oppressed. <laughs> I mean a witch, but beyond that. A witch! Um, But I do have to give a quick shout out because today's episode was recommended by a club secretary, Sarah M. Thank you so much, Sarah, for... She actually um, requested this in the No Chill November pool for the the movies (laughs) to scare you. I will say there is no chill, so... There's no... Oh, absolutely not. Well well chosen, Sarah. This movie has no chill. But, But I guess we should go ahead and start with our club bulletins before we get too excited about the movie. Yes. Okay, club bulletin time. First, welcome back to all of our club members. We hope you're having a lovely day, and I hope you're excited to talk about some witches. Uh, If it's your first time, welcome. By listening to this episode, you are automatically a card-carrying club member. And we're just so excited to have you here. And a special club shout-out to our patrons. They're the club members who are responsible for No Chill November uh, and who have pitched all the movies that we've been covering and have voted on them. So... Uh, I think I think they've done a really really good job with no chill November. Yeah, it has not been chill. So I've, if that is qualifying criteria, then they have met it. They have exceeded my expectations. And I do have a very special no chill surprise at the end of this episode that Emma's that Emma's not gonna like. I know. I know. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> That I will be sharing with the club after this very not chill episode. So, without further ado, um, oh, actually, there is there is further ado. Just a little bit more ado. I do want to introduce. We have two new club officers. Our club officers are our patrons. Um, they again, there, there are no dues for this club. All you have to do is listen to it, and we're happy to have you. But if you really like paying dues, you can join our patron page, and there are different tiers for different levels of support so we actually have two new club secretaries that i wanted to give shout outs to we do so we have mr mcbuttons mr mcbuttons <laughs> which i love. love it love i love that um i got a, a notification that we have a new patron and a little cat face was looking back at me Ugh, adorable absolutely welcome mr mcbuttons we're just so happy to have him and he's from lawrence kansas so thank you for joining the club we also have joey joey is from east anglia uk which he fondly called the alabama of the uk i so. love that that's amazing because <laughs> emma is emma is from the alabama of alabama so i'm from the alabama of the u.s so we're so excited uh to have you guys here thank you So now, without further ado, I want to give a little overarching synopsis for our movie of the week for The Witch. So, New England, 1630. We have William and Catherine who are trying to lead a devout Christian life, an upstanding Puritan life. Um, They are excommunicated and they have to homestead on the edge of basically the middle of nowhere with their five children. When one of their newborn sons mysteriously vanishes and their crops start to fail, the family starts to turn on one another, one more than the other. <laughs> hmm, I wonder who you're alluding to. Hmm. Uh, so that that's like just my little quick overarching synopsis. Uh, sh- yeah, that's about right. Spoiler warning, uh, this is the point of no return where I am going to start spoiling this movie. Uh, so if you want to watch it, go get a... F- free trial of showtime like i did <laughs> so you can watch it or go to soap to the number two day that's a website yes i can't promise you won't get viruses yeah so if you want a virus do it emma's <laughs> way if you want to just 
accidentally incur a $10 a month fee, do it my way. If you want to save a nickel, then my way is the way to go. <laughs> That's right. Um, so film breakdown. I did pick a film genre, and I will not be tolerating any uh, criticism this time because it is perfect. Can I guess? Yes, you may. Um, goat horror. Yes! <laughs> yes! Did I get it? It's goat horror. <laughs> well done. I feel Yay. like I know you or something. That was so good. Um, I also had religion horror, but that one was a little bit upsetting. So I just went, I was like, mm, goat. It was either goat horror or oppression horror, but Opp- I thought that was a little bit more of my horror. Um, yes, so I went with is. goat horror. <laughs> yes, it is. And um, speaking of religion and, religion and oppression horror, this is a very different type of horror movie. And I think that we, Emma just raised her eyebrows. So I... Yes. I think that we cover a lot of different types of horror movies on this podcast, Um, some that don't even count as horror, but we count them. So we play it fast and loose with the horror genre, Um, and I think our club members are are along for the ride. So I think we watch a lot of different types of horror, but a lot of people don't. And so I I know whenever I was reading up about this movie, uh, a lot of people were like, this is not a regular horror movie. So I can imagine going in thinking you're going to get like, I don't know, Nightmare on Elm Street. (laughs) Yeah. Or something else and getting this and being like, what the fuck is happening? Well, I didn't know. Like, I didn't think it was going to be Nightmare on Elm Street just by it looking like a Puritan horror. But I did not know what to expect at all. Um, And that was and so it was very a very different kind of horror experience. And I'm glad that we chose this. I'm glad that we're continuing to kind of try out different different things that incur horror. (laughs) In incur horror, the witch does, and it's not that old. It's it's came out in um 2015 in January 2015, uh, and it only costs four million dollars to make, which is crazy. And oh, that's really good. It's really really good. And on that four million dollar budget, they made forty million dollars, which Ooh. is a, a lot, a good profit. That's a very very good profit. Uh, and I am excited to hear what the kind of the critical reception was of the movie. And this is A24, right? Okay, so yes and no. So yes, huh. it is A24. A24 was one of like the um, distributing companies for this movie. But this movie had, I counted them up. It was like nine production companies that were involved. Oh, wow. Nine. <laughs> it was like a ton. Do you Especially, think they just got like pennies from everybody a little bit to like make this they happen? Just, yeah, they just like passed a hat around at a convention. Yeah. <laughs> they took it to like some indie film convention where they had like a template and then just pass the hat around. I mean, it did premiere at Sundance, but so did like half of the movies we cover. Yeah, that's fair. Interesting. Have you heard of this director slash writer? What's the name? Robert Eggers. Have you heard of Robert Eggers? No. So he's kind of got a bit of a niche following now, like a bit of a cult following. He also covered The Lighthouse, which is also a very different type of horror. And I would love to cover it on this show for Emma's reaction alone. Uh, but I have a lot to talk about Robert, old Rob, um, because he he had a very deep connection to this movie. It was basically like his baby. And so because he's from, oh, well, not like that, kind, not like Sam. I was going to say, babies are, I don't know what to think of that in the context of this movie. Yeah, I saw your face contort. Yeah, we'll, t- <laughs> we'll talk about baby Sam in a minute. But Robert Eggers, the director slash writer slash creator slash brainchild. So he's from New Hampshire. So he has always kind of been fascinated with 
uh, New England in general and like the history around it, the original settlements of the of the Plymouth colony, and um, especially fascinated with the folklore surrounding witches. And he'd been trying to make a witchy New England film for a long time, but all of his pitches were written off as too weird and too obscure. So yeah, I'd love to see what his original scripts look like. I know. Whenever you said that, I kind of laughed to myself because I'm like, well, if <laughs> if this is not weird and obscure, and then what what didn't pass? I really want to know. I want to see. I want to see how he originally intended his original vision for this witch New England film. But I do. I do love what I got. But he he did eventually create a script that could go to production, and he wanted to make it very authentic and historically accurate. So I was reading about the production, like they brought in a Thatcher from Virginia and a carpenter from Massachusetts who could build in the style of that period. So they built all of those buildings to match like the 17th century. They had a production. It felt very authentic. It, it, oh, absolutely. It's, an, it's extremely immersive. I think it really pays off. Even the clothing, I was like, that looks like like the material and stuff. Sometimes I feel like whenever they try to do period clothing, they make like a thinner, skimpier version of it. And they definitely didn't do that here. It felt very true to the time. Yeah, the costumes are only made of wool, linen, and hemp. Oh, well, that checks out. I buy it. Yeah, that totally checks out. They Well, their production team was constantly consulting with the British and American Museum consults. And they also... Um, had the, consulted with 17th century agriculture experts because that's that's a very important part of the story. It's the crops and the crops failing. So the only thing that they couldn't make happen was they wanted to film in New England, but they don't have really good tax incentives for filming in New, New England, which is why no one films in New England. But you know where everyone does film? Canada and, <laughs> and Georgia. It's either Canada or Georgia. And so... They Is could, obviously people film in Georgia? Yeah. I, I, I feel like incentive? every single movie I see, it has like a giant Georgia peach at the end of it. Talking about that. And a big thanks to the state of Georgia. So they must have really that good tax breaks. It's so interesting because I have noticed that peach. I've never proce- processed that. I've noticed that movies are commonly filmed in Georgia. And I've also noticed that peach at the end of a lot of them. But I've never put together, oh, these movies are all filming in Georgia. I wonder why. Tax breaks. <laughs> yeah. Money. The monies. It's, the answer is always the money, yes. And same thing in Canada. Canada, there's a lot of more tax incentives. So they ended up going to BFE Ontario um, to, f- to film this. But it was difficult because it made it difficult to get that New England wilderness look that he wanted. And so they had to literally be in the middle of fucking nowhere. And uh, like Robert Eggers, the director, said that the closest township made... Um, what did he say? They had to go to BFE, Ontario. <laughs> <laughs> also in staying authentic to the filmmaking or to, to the appearance of the film, they didn't use any artificial light for any of the lighting. They only used sunlight and candlelight. That's it. Well, that explains why I had to turn up my light on my <laughs> computer to the max. Yeah, it's a dark, it's a visually dark movie. Yeah, dark in all of the ways. It's like that one episode of Game of Thrones that like I could see half of oh it. Oh my god, I'll never forgive it. I will never forgive that. This one this one worked. They're like this is the best episode you've never seen. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't see any of that episode. And for any of y'all oh. who've watched Game of Thrones, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Speaking of Game of Thrones, what? 
We have some we have some Game of Thrones alum in this movie. Do we? Oh, well, I'm surprised. I'm surprised you didn't recognize. Is he the Hound? No. Oh, well, he has a deep voice. He's not. <laughs> he does have a deep voice. Well, I thought you'd recognize Kate Dickey for sure. Who is? Um, she's the mom. Oh. Who does she play in Game of Thrones? She was so familiar to me. Uh, she's um. Uh, is her name the Catherine Stark in Game sister. of Thrones too? she was the crazy sister with the weird breastfeeding son yeah what was her name i forget it might have been Catherine. lisa liza liza aaron she was liza aaron (laughs) i just put in like no her name was Catherine. i mean she looks like a Catherine. they they keep typecasting her in a very specific role (laughs) well you know when you're good at it you're good at it and then you have she's not the only one though because you have the guy ralph Enonson, who was also in Game of Thrones, he was, uh, I forget his name, Dagmar Clefjaw. <laughs> I'm going to need a little, I liked Game of Thrones, but I'm not like one of those people. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> oh, yes. Dagmir. Well, he was, he was someone. It's funny because mom would 100% be like, of course, you know, Dagmir Clefjaw because she's read all the books. <laughs> Dagmar Clefjaw. He's, I know his face. But uh, I haven't seen Game of Thrones in a long time. Did he play a minor role? I mean, he's got, he has a last name. It's, it's, okay. <laughs> Why does that amuse me so much? You know, Dagmir Clefjaw. Dagmar Clefjaw. Hold on. It's not a very oh. flattering name, I must say. He is the captain of the foam drinker and the master at arms at Pike. <laughs> Oh, okay. I don't think I know who this person is. <laughs> I think it's because he, he fits into like any game, game of Thrones character. I immediately I'm thought he was the hound, not because he looked at all like the hound, but like his voice. I was like, sure it is. He just beefed up a bit. Well, also, I'm so sorry. Like, no, not, I'm not turning this into a roast of Game of Thrones, although it kind of ended up that way. But Dagmar Clefjaw sounds like literally any fantasy name. Like it could be in... <laughs> any you could tell me that was in shadow and bone like you could tell me that was anyone and I would be like yep that sounds right um as a small side note I'm starting to read shadow and bones and it's really good so far but anywho keep an eye out for Dagmar (laughs) Dagmar Clefjaw is I don't know why it's a hilarious name I think I'm gonna name my like uh, when next time we play Jackbox games, my character's going to be Dagmir Clefjaw. <laughs> no. Well, he's not a hilarious character in The Witch. We'll just say that. No, he is not. There, there are no class clowns in The Witch. The Witch is a very somber affair. I don't know. That, um, that goat was pretty goofy. Okay. How dare you? <laughs> I'm, sm- I'm surprised I didn't just get smited down. I'm, I'm very angry at the disrespect that you have for Black Philip. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I, I redact my previous statement. It's too late. You may no longer live deliciously. <laughs> I want to know <laughs> what you think of this movie. I want to know. So soon? I want, I want to know right now. What do you think? I think you hated it. <laughs> Why do you say that? I don't know. I'm just getting a vibe that you hated oh, it. I hope all the listeners just take a deep breath and think, what am I like this movie? Want to hear my review? No. <laughs> Okay, wow. I can tell you hated it. (laughs) It would be wonderful acting, wonderful cinematography. Did I like it? No. (laughs) That would be it. So you really don't like it? No, I didn't like it. 
No. Uh, I mean, I knew you wouldn't. Like, literally. Okay, so I had seen this movie when it first came out. Nick watched it first, and he really, really liked it. And he's like, Kate, you have to watch it. I knew Nick would like it. Nick's Kate's husband, by the way. Yeah, he's my husband. It's no big deal. And he likes uh, obscure, weird horror. Um, dark <laughs> horror. So let me tell you what it reminded me of the whole time. The whole time, I felt like I was in English class reading, <laughs> like, maybe... Like the Canterbury the Tales. Canterbury Tales is exactly what I was thinking of. And then I step away from it, and I go... Was that good or was it just complicated? <gasps> Emma. And it's kind of how I felt. And I and I thought about the crucible and I was like, well, I liked the crucible. And like, why did I like the crucible? But I don't like this. And I don't. Yeah, seriously. I, they're very similar. They are very similar. I just guess I just felt like when I got to the end of this movie, I knew that there was a bunch of allegories and I knew I was supposed to get something complex out of it. And I could like objectively <laughs> okay. say this is a good quality movie. But did I find it enjoyable to watch? Not really. <gasps> Not at all? No. Did you find it scary? No. I am so disappointed. The scariest parts were the f- family's interpersonal relationships. Whenever he that's the whole movie her dragging her, that scared me a lot. Um, whenever she was being like choked by her mom, that freaked me out. Um, but none of the other things scared me. I think a lot of this movie scared me. Tell me what scared you. Like what? What? What was the parts I was supposed to be really scared by? So I, this is this is where it's a different type of horror movie, right? Because it's not about scares you know what I mean Mm -hmm. it's about how it makes you feel and it just made my heart feel like ice Mm. like the whole time I'm just horrified and I can't look away but it's not like that part's scary and that part's scary it's just all horrifying I mean it was definitely unsettling and it made me thankful that I did not live in the 1600s um oh well yeah praise be and I haven't (laughs) blessed be um blessed be and i also want to um just go ahead and say it did really well like overall very well received it got a let me check i think it got a 90 percent on rotten tomatoes which is no small feat okay oh no see no, that's normally, that's very very I'm good i'm such a snob normally i'm like well the critics like that um but now i'm here with the audience the audience gave it a 59 percent yeah i didn't realize that 59 so the tomato meter that's a very big difference. Yeah. I, I don't know that we've dis- we've discussed one that had such a stark difference. Oh, we definitely have. But like, I'm really surprised by that. Yeah. Very true. And also, usually the difference is the other way around with horror, <laughs> if I'm being honest. It's like, classically speaking, it's garbage. <laughs> but we loved it. <laughs> but we love that trash. But yeah, me- this is classically very, very good. <laughs> so let me give you some reviews that both address kind of the things that maybe we didn't like as much and also gives com- a compelling argument for some of the um, attributes of this movie. So this first one says, <laughs> all right, 57%. Okay, first of, of all, let, so, there is no we. Okay, like, so that means 41 of, 41% of You the and I have very not, different. not a tiny percent. It's not a good percent. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's not the majority. I'll agree with you there. Okay. Uh, Math is math. Read the reviews. Tell me the reviews. (laughs) Okay. Okay. One says the stakes are real. The devil is real. All roads do not lead. (laughs) 
Wait, yeah, that was just yeah, like sorry, a lot. Me this, space. this is a review. <laughs> it sounds like a billboard I would see on the side of <laughs> Mississippi. Okay, just a Mississippi wait for highway. it. Okay. All right. Wait for it. <laughs> wait for it. The stakes are real. The devil is real. All roads do not lead up to the mountain. Some lead to the heart of darkness. Is this from the, the Bible? <laughs> of a witch haunted wood. That's by- is this from Leviticus? <laughs> It's from, it's from Stephen oh from the Catholic Digest. Ah, uh, yes. The book of Stephen. <laughs> Read it again. I have to hear this again. Read it in as, in as Puritan a way as possible. The stakes are real. The devil is real. All roads do not lead up to the mountain. Some lead to the heart of darkness, to the depths of a witch haunted wood. That's a wood. review for this movie? <laughs> yeah. That's so old and testament. And he gave it an A. And he gave <laughs> A plus. Yes. Yes. Witchy. Okay. Here's a more. This one's from Bitch Media. So it's kind of hell. Yeah. Out. I lo- I love where you're getting these reviews at seemingly at random. So go ahead. Um, like any good horror film, The Witch is rife with opportunity for allegorical interpretation, and one of the most compelling narr- narratives bubbling beneath the surface is the origin story of America itself. Oh. I know that that one made me go, huh. I hadn't, I had my own interpretation of it that wasn't What was really your a- interpretation? Well, I'm curious, do you, do you know what she meant by the origins of America? I think it's sort of like exposing or not exposing because we know of it in a in a distant way, but kind of delving into the depths of like how our country was started and the hearts of those homes that founded our country, which were very conflicted and um, emotionally laden households. And that's why we celebrate Thanksgiving <laughs> with pie. <laughs> Kate. I've given you um, what the Catholic Digest and what Bitch Media <laughs> thinks about this. What do you think about it? I in okay. I agree that there's a lot of different ways you can interpret this movie, and there's allegory out the butt. And I can see watching it and being like, I feel like I am in English class. Like I'm gonna there's gonna be a quiz on like <laughs> what that apple means that came out of his mouth. And <laughs> yes, I. I think that there's a lot of religious theming, obviously, to put it very lightly. There's a buttload of religious theming. And it's just all about Puritans in America. Like, it's a group of reformed Protestants who immigrated from England following legal restrictions on worship. And their whole goal is to purify the religion back to its ideal glory. So Christianity, particularly the specific hyper-moral brand of Christianity was an overwhelming influence on people's way of life. So people are living under this understanding that everything that they did, every choice that they make is under a careful scrutiny of God himself and everything is in God's hands and God would either forgive them of their heathenly earthly sins or damn them to hell for giving into their desires. It's all very Old Testament Um, which is the part of the Bible that you'll find references to witches in. But that's all just the foundation of this movie. That's just the setting and kind of the the backdrop of this movie. What this movie is about is sin, right? What did anyone do? 
Are you serious? They stole. They looked at their sister's boobs, which was weird. No. Oh, my gosh. It's so... Okay. So let's start with William. William, the dad, is the reason that his entire family died. Because of his pride in leaving the... In leaving the... um, I guess the colony. Well, he he wasn't... He didn't leave. He was excommunicated from the Puritans. Over a dispute, right? Like a religious dispute that he later says was yes. really his pride. It was really just his pride. Like he was just stubborn. So it's, he, he, his original sin or his sin is prideful conceit. He's taking pride in his own vanity and his own possession and his own... Like he is all about being Christian and all about God, but it's not really about God. It's about his self-righteousness and that's why he gets called out by Thomason who or Thomason who is the main character of this story for being a hypocrite later she's like you're such a you're such a hypocrite because he's all about being a godly person but he's the one who's like stealing mom's silver cup and selling it he's the one who's not saying deadly whenever Thomason's getting blamed for stuff until it's way too late he's the reason that they're out there in the first place and ultimately he's the reason for the untimely death of his entire family i think so indulgent in his beliefs no it's true it's it's fact it's fact he got excommunicated it is fact he got excommunicated and brought his family here and would not seek help would not go back said this is the way it's going to be everything's fine while his family was suffering and he did nothing he did absolutely nothing. He's the reason that they're there. And by the time he wanted to do something, it was way too late. And also it was selling his daughter. So or, or like basically giving her away. Well, that's normal. Like that was that's not even really the sin. That was normal for that time. Like whenever a, a young woman would enter puberty, it was nor- it was expected that you would sell them to a family where then they would be taken away being taken away from their parents. They would then become closer to God and they would be in their godly role as like the house servant (laughs) pretty much (laughs) as the godly house elf so that's not even the sin and that also what he didn't want to do that that was the mom and I'll get to why the mom was pushing to get her out of the house pushing to get Thomason out of the house Um, because mom's mom's got her own sin but we're still on William's sin William it's also William's fault that the baby wasn't baptized that baby Sam was not baptized, which is a very, very big deal because in in this Puritan way of thinking, every human is born with original sin. So this baby was born in sin. It was not baptized. It was not forgiven of its sins. And then it died, which means that it is in hell <laughs> pretty much. Whoops. And that's even talked about directly in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a very, very big problem for the mom and for Caleb, the the younger brother, who's like, dad, is Sam in hell? And he's like, I don't want to talk about Sam. Sam's gone because he's just he he just keeps on going. Yeah. And that ultimately dooms in in the eyes of the Puritans, in the eyes of his household, his pride dooms his child to a life of sin and eternal life in hell. I don't know, because then you're saying that, like, his baby getting taken to his fall, you know, it's just, just such a slippery slope to say someone does something wrong and then anything that comes of that decision is that person's fault. And I just don't really subscribe I'm not, to that. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not. Of course I don't subscribe to that. I'm so, I am saying that these are his beliefs. These are his own beliefs that he's holding true and dear. Mm-hmm. This is the Puritan belief. This is the 
Puritan belief of original sin. If you want to, that's what this movie's about. This whole movie's about sin. Of course, I don't believe that that's the right way to be thinking of things. One thing that I think is very interesting is that in going through reviews, some of the most enlightening ones that were the most thoughtful to, to me were the Christian reviews because they had, you know, some history to bring to it. Um, so not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not bringing back up the Catholic Digest, but there was a, um, a reviewer called a reviewer named Josh Larson, who I guess was writing for Think Christian, and he explained the ending in a way that I thought was very interesting and, and made me a little bit thoughtful. So he was stating that in the ending, in encountering evil, the family in the film veers wildly back and forth between triumphalism and defeatism, two theological extremes, and in in refusing to allow for grace, they become easy pickings for the witch. And I actually thought that was very interesting, this idea that if they had just provided grace to one another, they wouldn't have been so susceptible to the to the witch's um, will. I think I think that's one way of looking at it. I look at it a little bit differently. Yeah. I don't think that they were in control at all of any of that. I think that as soon, I think they built their house in the wrong damn spot and Black Phillip was in control of everything the entire time. Because he was. You know, whenever the, the point in the movie where she says, speak, can you speak? Or something like that when Thompson says that to Black Phillip. Right at that point, I hear, meow. <laughs> from Raja and I'm just like Raja you're literally ruining this moment well you also didn't you watch the movie in like three pieces I watched it in two thank you very much (laughs) okay I'm just saying I think that it's easy to miss a lot of the allegory if it's broken up and it's easy to be like "Eh, it's just a very dark movie Uh, it's not that I don't see the allegory I just don't I still want to be entertained how is this not entertaining? I don't... Okay, well... All right, let's 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 go back to talking about sin because there's so much more to unpack here. So there's... Don't, don't roll your eyes at me, I didn't. Lady. That was in your head. Uh-huh. I did not. Mm-hmm. Sure did. You, look, I know you don't like horror movies, but I do. So we're going to talk about them. I think hands are literally on her hip right now. They sure are. Because <laughs> I want to talk about Caleb's sin. His is the grossest sin. His sin is lust. Ooh, no, I know. I mean, it is, though. It's just like, just no. How is that entertaining to watch? I do not need to watch a prepubescent or peripubescent child looking at his sister's boobs. That is not entertainment for me, and it shouldn't be for you. It's, I mean, it's a horror movie, so it's not like this is a rom-com. We're not supposed to be, like, rooting for those two. (laughs) That would have been more horrifying, honestly. <laughs> I See, I don't know what you want from this movie. <laughs> so Caleb, his whole sin is lust. Like he, he, I feel like he's the allegory for lust. And that's how he gets ca- captured by the witch, right? Like the witch seduces him. Well, I mean, she just disemboweled somebody. So I feel like if that hadn't worked, she would have come up with something. Okay, well, she didn't dress like a gorgeous woman. For anyone else, the twins didn't get to see a gorgeous woman. They saw a naked crab lady <laughs> drinking out of their goat. Fair. So I think it's kind of relevant. And let's talk about the apple. Can we talk about the apple? The apple is key. So this is the scene where um, Caleb like 
is is found. He's naked, which is an important point that we'll get to. He's naked and he's obviously hexed. And they bring him back. They're trying to take care of him. Everyone's pointing fingers saying who's the witch, <laughs> who's, whose fault it is. And he ch- chokes up a whole apple that has a single bite out of it. So what biblical story does that make you think of? Adam and Eve. Yeah, Adam and Eve. Because in the Bible, the apple is a symbol of indulgence. It's a symbol of lust. I really should have said Snow White. You're you're (laughs) such a dick. Oh, my God. It's it's cool. Damn it. I know. I'm here. I'm listening. It's cool. It's a symbol of indulgence. It's a symbol of lust. And also throughout the movie, Caleb keeps talking about how he he misses apples. Oh, and how he thought that. he saw an apple tree. Yeah. And he just he misses stuff and he wants things. He lusts after stuff and he can't have it. And that's also a sin. Lusting after things is sin, especially in this Puritan upbringing where you're supposed to be grateful for every single day that you I don't know, don't have scabies. <laughs> every single day you get a bite of bread is a blessing. So, I think it's super super important. That reminds me of in middle school when we were reading a book and the word lust came up and one of my <laughs> friends was like, what does lust mean? And um, and our eighth grade teacher was like, it's like when you want something and then immediately this, this girl goes, I lust for some grapes. <laughs> <laughs> That is, well, you know what? Caleb lusted for some apples and see what it cost him. (laughs) I'd lust for some grapes. And don't forget, Thomason has sin as well. Although she's the last one to have it, ironically, even though the entire movie, everyone's pointing to her and calling her the sinner, calling her the witch. But she's the one who commits the biggest sin of all, but only until she has been push past the point yeah, of no return. Can you return. really blame her Literally, at that point? No, you can't. But I mean, if yeah. you're a Puritan, you can. She does. So if you guys haven't seen the movie, the entire movie is everyone trying to figure out who's witching the family. Their crops are dying. Um, their ground is crap. The baby disappears. Um, Caleb gets sick. And all of this, it's important to recognize that Thomason is the eldest and she is the last person to see these people before they go missing. So Thomason does have a choice, right? At the end of this movie, she Black Phillip yes. does not come to her. Yeah, they purposely film her like following him into his... She, go, she specifically seeks shed. him out. Yeah, I guess like a little goat shed. Yeah. And the intent... Like, and with her intent was to what she believed she fully at that point was like, I think that this guy could be Satan. I think this could be Satan. And I and I want I'm going to go to Satan now. This whole movie, she's been doing as she's told. She's been being oppressed. She's been living this Puritan life of being this house elf that's going to get sold off that she listens to her dad and she's done all of it. She's done all of that. She's taking care of the other her siblings and she got jack shit for it <laughs> they they called her a witch i hate to say that i was like whenever she was like satan take me away i was kind of like yeah you go girl because she'd been treated so badly i was too the movie doing her like literally doing her best she literally her mom tried to kill her her dad tried to take her to the town and 
and put her up at the stake. Like she was just like, she was done. And she's like, I guess I'm meant to be Satan's child, you know? And like, I feel like she was told that so much and then had so much horrible traumatic stuff happen around her that at that point she was like, okay, like, I guess this is my fate. And I can't even blame her for that. That is what we call a self-fulfilling prophecy, my friend. And can we just t- take a quick moment to talk about... No. <laughs> I like how you regulated yourself. I'm going to hold it in just Those a minute. twins. I wanted to drown before... <laughs> I, we'll get there. We'll, oh, we're going to get there. I, I can't. I can't. I will go okay. on a tangent because I want to keep talking about Thomason for just a minute because I think Thomason is such an interesting character. I love how she seeks out Black Philip herself, how he's, he's like, what do you want? And she's like, what do you have to give? And she she completely, yeah, she completely sheds this, all of this. She sheds this oppressive lifestyle. She physically sh- takes her shift off She and she's naked and she just embraces this original sin that she's been told her entire life. There's all this sin. You have to get rid of all this sin. And she has done everything she has been told. And then she's like, you know Where what? has that gotten me? <laughs> Where has that gotten me? Everyone's fucking dead. Everyone thinks it's my fault. So... Okay. <laughs> yeah. What else does she have? And I think also, I can I talk just real real briefly about how everyone's naked in this movie? Or not I was going to say, quickly. did I miss something? Everyone's not naked. <laughs> what movie were you watching? <laughs> you didn't you didn't watch the unrated version where everyone's naked? It was like rather than B-V-I-T-C-H, it was X-X-I-T-C-H. <laughs> That's funny. No, everyone's not naked in this movie, but there are certain characters that are very intentionally and specifically naked. So the witches are butt-ass naked. That. Are you saying witches plural? I am saying witches plural. Oh, you mean because of the, at the end. Did you not no, finish this movie? I thought you meant there were like multiple witches like doing things during the movie. And I, and I had been under the assumption that it was the one witch. I don't even think, I think it was mostly Black Phillip doing everything. Hmm. I think Black Phillip orchestrated most of this. I think that the witch, you know, was involved in taking the baby, obviously, or involved in sacrificing the baby. The witch was involved with Caleb. But that all happened in the woods. The witches kind of, I think they mostly stuck to their woods. Well, not not in the ending. That's true. They do come into the shed. But I, I do think that, you know, the whenever she goes to milk the goat and it's just blood, um, whenever the crops are all f- fungusy and terrible, I think all of that is Black Phillip. My favorite part was whenever she asked the twins, like, have you been talking like to have you actually have you been talking to Black Phillip? Like, what does he say to you? And they just didn't respond. They didn't say anything. I really liked that because I thought that added the most like tension and the mo- it gave me the most curiosity the entire movie. Because they, because they do believe that she's a witch, and I'm sure they have Black Philip saying all sorts of shit. Because Black Philip is whispering in their ears and stirring that pot as much as possible. And they ask her, "Are you really a witch?" And she's like, "No, I'm not." Are you guys talking to Black Philip? He probably told them to 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 not say their prayers, or you know, whenever they were supposed to recite. That's exactly right. Yeah, because it made her look really bad. Well, yeah, that's exactly right. They're not going to say the prayer. Whenever they're all gathered around Caleb and they're like, say your prayers and they're pretending that they forgot the prayers or they they pretend that they're like comatose mm-hmm. until the dad's Which, like, let's I will be fair. Let's not be too critical of them. We've done that many a time. <laughs> it was a little bit of a different circumstance. <laughs> 
we pretended we asleep. were asleep so dad wouldn't get mad at us we yes that is true. <laughs> different centuries same technique <laughs> whatever that's that happened true. i almost laughed because i was like wow that's relatable content <laughs> they sure did like just pretend you're asleep pretend you're asleep <laughs> who is gets, the witch who is involved in this pretend you're asleep pretend you're asleep. always gets mad at me from when we were a kid beating her to the punch and her like being like blah 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 and blah 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 and meanwhile i'm pretending to be that was so messed up let's you know what let's share with the club can i tell the club about how you've been a terrible sister since the beginning all right let's wheel let's wind that back but yes all right you have you have you have been the little sister since the beginning (laughs) we'll just we would be playing upstairs when we were supposed to be asleep supposed to be asleep and then I would be talking and then Emma would be talking and then suddenly Emma would just be asleep. Like <laughs> she would be like mid laugh and then her head's on the pillow and her eyes are closed. And I was like, what are you, I what giving you happened? a signal? You're welcome. You were not giving me a signal because I didn't have but two seconds until I see dad's shadow over me at the door. <laughs> <laughs> you bailed. You're no better than the twins. Okay. I resent that remark. <laughs> I'm just kidding. The twins are awful. The twins are the worst. They really are. Can we just say that they were the fucking worst and I was sad I didn't get to see them die? I wanted to strangle them before I knew anything demonic was going on. Before you knew anything demonic was going on? Just from their playing? Yeah, I just I was over them. I was like, these are brats. Drown them. They were kind of brats. I did like the scene where it wasn't meant to be funny, but it just was funny. It's like Caleb's gone missing at this point. The baby's missing. Thomason's missing. And they don't trust these fucking loose cannons. So they tie them to the fence while they're trying <laughs> to find Caleb and Thomason. And I was like, yes, you would have been the toddlers in the mall on a leash. I know both of you would have been. Yeah. Bad, bad twin. And, and, and like we're we're justified in this belief because they're literally whispering to the devil this whole time. Yeah, honestly, that was very gratifying to find out that they were actually talking to the devil. Yeah, it was. It was like, oh, no, y'all are actually real shitty. Yeah. <laughs> y'all are actually a problem. Because they were the real threat the whole time. Like, she, Thomason is, was an absolute red herring until she <laughs> kind of wasn't. But she mostly was. She wasn't responsible for any of the stuff that happened. Yeah. But they just, got there. She was just adjacent to it. I did see um, before I, I I love talking about some original sin. Love talking about sin. I do. I did. <laughs> I did read one more thing that I thought was interesting. Um, I don't agree with it all the way. I think it's a bit of a stretch. But someone uh, re- realized that there were seven uh, characters in this family, and so they were like, "Oh, seven characters, seven deadly sins." And so they did. They each have each a different one. Of them. one? Yes, and some of them I, I agreed with, and some of them, some of them I caught on viewing. There's one specific one that I didn't, <laughs> which is maybe a little I'll bit of a stretch. I'll save for the last. But the father um, who hides his mistakes and wrongdoings, pride. Mm-hmm. That one's you know pretty straightforward. The son who romanticizes over his own sister and is seduced by the witch, lust. I also okay. don't think he's romanticizing his own sister. I think he's just a 13 year old Puritan boy, and there's nowhere else to look. <laughs> Yeah, no, I agree with that. I also don't just, think he had any weird feelings for his sister. I think he no, just No, I think like, he's just like, oh, boobs are cool. He's like, yeah, I'd, I'd love to know what those are. <laughs> and then you have the mother who, this I, this is true. I, she's jealous of her daughter becoming a woman. 
And so that's oh. envy. She totally is. At the in the end, when she's just going completely banana balls and she's like, I saw you slutting it up, making slutty faces at your brother, and then your dad was gonna be next. And Ew. it's like, Jesus, mom, calm the fuck down. Yeah, I mean, at this does. point, everyone in her family has been murdered. <laughs> yeah. So like she's gone completely cuckoo bananas. But hers is I, I can I can buy that it's envy. I can I can go that yeah, way. Yeah, absolutely. The daughter, Thomason, who chooses the taste of butter in a pretty dress and seeing the world, greed. Mm. Mm. It's a stretch. I'll take it, though. I'll take it. Right. It's like, it's a stretch, but I'll take it. For the sake of this thought experiment, I will take that. <laughs> For the sake of everything fitting in the neat little box, I will take it. But also, I, I see what they mean of she wants more than this provincial life. <laughs> she, she just... <laughs> Beauty and the Beast was, in fact, inspired by a Puritan tale. A hundred percent. Well, she, she, I know she she doesn't want this life that has been assigned to her. I mean, who the fuck would, first yeah. of all? That's what I was going to say. I was like, I don't think that's very, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with her not wanting to be, like, beat by her mom or whatever. Um, no. I also, um, I think the issue I'm going to run into with the Seven Deadly Sins is that the twins have no identifiable independent characteristics and that's going to be a problem no well i they they kind of do they kind of we'll get there i also think i i will agree with the greed comment for thomason with the fact that she i guess in in the puritan framing she wants stuff and she goes to black philip and like and she wants stuff you know Mm, what i mean you're not supposed to want stuff i i know but you're not supposed to want stuff that's me kind of going with the thought experiment. Okay, fine. She's greed. Then you have the younger daughter, the the twin, um, who causes destruction of the family and is tearing everyone apart. Hmm. Uh, they assigned her wrath, hmm. which like, I mean, okay. Um, sure. Then the younger twin, the boy twin. is a little pudgy. Forgets his prayers. So he's gotten... <laughs> no, wait. He's... They say he's literally carried around, so he's sloth. <laughs> the baby is sloth, is what it should have been. The babe. They said a baby who always needs to be tended to and fed. Gluttony. <laughs> All right, this is where they're losing me. <laughs> this is that's where they lost me. I'm like, it's a baby. Like <laughs> that damn baby. Damn baby keeps wanting to get fed and sleeping. That's all he does. Gluttony. <laughs> straight to hell for this baby but i i see i see what they're talking about and i do think that sin is is the theme here sin and punishment and morality but i i don't know about this seven seven (laughs) sins thing but it was fun to try it was fun to try and i'll tell people that it's legitimate and i'll lean into it just so that it's fun and people will probably watch it but whatever baby's gluttony and that's that I have one, one more really cool fun fact. Uh, so the witches at the end of the movie um, who are all naked and dancing and just wild, um, that is a troupe of bateau dancers, which is a type of, it's a Japanese dance. Um, and it's, it's very, it's like very intentional, slow, rigid movement. They're a little bit herky-jerkier in the movie, but 
it was it was in a, it was a dance troupe and that they they did their own choreography and which i thought was very closely, neat you can see that kate's actually among them so just if you look at <laughs> i'm one of the dancers the, the bird from the left it's actually kate it's me but don't look too close because that's weird fun fact i'm the witch <laughs> it's me the whole time also, and this I didn't catch. This um this I didn't catch until I was reading about it. And maybe I just missed it. But apparently the baby, when they take the baby and they sacrifice it, they sacrifice the baby and they're mushing it up and using its body, they're using it to make a flying ointment. So I read that after the fact, but I did not know how I was supposed to know that from watching the movie. I didn't either. But everyone acts like it's obvious. So I guess it's obvious and we're just stupid. You know flying powder. Kate, you know it when you see it. Yeah, I was I was looking at flying ointment and it was like hyperlinked on Wikipedia. What? I'm like, it has its That's own wild. Wikipedia page. Yeah, it's it's wild. And that just speaks to this uh, movie being based on a lot of like actual Puritan folklore. And they say that at the end of the movie, they have that that one screen that is like, hey, like this movie was inspired by Puritan folklore tales and scripts and a lot of the dialogue was taken directly from those texts. Hey, I know you were scared, but be scareder because this is some real nonsense. <laughs> this is this is real. Watch out for your flying ointment. Also, I had read one one person's interpretation that the the how they're flying at the end of the movie when they all rise up is from the flying ointment they made from the twins. I mean, it could have been. It makes sense. Yeah. Really, who's to say? It's gross. What which body parts contributed to that flying ointment? Gross. <laughs> well, I think that who's to say is a great way to kind of wrap this movie up. <laughs> I think I I think it's a very very thought provoking movie. I think that we could talk about this movie for like three I hours. I agree with that. It gives us a lot to talk about. There's a ton to talk about, and I, honestly, I want to hear what everyone else's interpretation of this movie was because mine could be absolutely different than yours, and. It's just as valid. So if you have a different interpretation, if you think mine was bullshit, please let me know. Uh, you can email us at nightlighthorrormovieclub at gmail.com or you can just um, at me directly on social media and start a, start a fight. Let's do it. Let's fight. <laughs> fight me. So this movie is a big question mark, but overall you'd say you liked it? I really liked this movie. Mm-hmm. I kind of thought you would. I thought it was, I thought it was really well done it was just well done it was it was creative it's different than any other type of horror movie i've seen um except for hereditary it has a lot in common with hereditary. is that also a24 but yes it is yeah. no it's i thought it was just very very good i think that there it's there's just so much to unpack i thought the dialogue was so strong and interesting i thought the characters were really interesting I just thought it was really good. I, I, th- I thought they didn't drag it out too long. I think with movies like this, where there's not a lot of external factors, like where it's literally just you're there's there's not a lot to look at, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's just a house. There's like a witchy cottage. There's a house and there's a goat. And like that's what we're working with. And they still managed to make it extremely interesting and not boring to look yeah. at, which I think a lot of other period pieces don't do for me. I get bored very easily mm-hmm. with period pieces where there's not stuff to look at. And I think they didn't run into this problem because they told the story very effectively. And I'm just impressed with it. I just thought it was ext- – I think the acting was phenomenal. Anya Taylor-Joy is outstanding in everything she's in 
I want to give a very special shout out to the little boy who played Caleb. His monologue where he's giving his like final prayer to or his like cry for forgiveness went right before he dies. That was nuts. He was very good. I thought he was such a strong actor. I thought every actor in this movie was very, very strong. And this was actually um, Anna Taylor Joy's uh, debut role. <gasps> was it really? Yeah, it was. That's ex- all the more impressive. Yeah, isn't it? The one thing that I have to critique, and it's not specific to this movie, it's literally every movie ever. Why can't they like <laughs> give people tears? They'll show someone sobbing and then they won't have any tears in their eyes. And, I, and with all the movie magic we can do, why can't they put tears in their eyes when they're sobbing? Who didn't have tears? She didn't. Kate was crying she the whole literally, time. Whenever she killed her mom and she was sobbing, she didn't have any tears in her eyes. And I don't fault the actors for that, but I'm just like, what? Like, why don't movies put tears in their eyes? I don't understand. I genuinely didn't notice i think it's just a pet peeve of mine like i just don't understand it's so easy to do they do they're like cgi dragons into the picture like why can't they (laughs) give them some tears like i don't understand i hear you um i was busy watching her mom get like stabbed with a bill hook but what the hell i do hear you how did you know that a bill it's it's the hooks that you use to for like um cutting down like wheat and stuff oh because i research 17th century agriculture in preparation i was gonna say because you cut down wheat so often (laughs) (laughs) i have to go my corn's ready (laughs) i do i have a pet peeve in movies but it's not related to this movie my pet peeve is um people who are holding cups of coffee that clearly don't have anything in them (laughs) they're basically turning them upside down as they're talking Yeah, they're swinging them around, yeah, no, and I'm like, there's thing. nothing in that cup. I'm looking at you, Ghostbusters, 2020. How do you... That's the one you remember? Yeah, yeah, we watched that over Halloween, and they were doing it hardcore. We watched it for 10 minutes. Yeah, to be fair. Because Nick Nick downloaded the wrong book, Ghostbusters. It left an impression, and not a good one. <laughs> yes, it did. <laughs> well, I, I'm, ready to, I'm ready to rate it. I've thought really hard about it. I'm ready to okay. rate it. How do you rate it? No, wait, don't, don't do it yet. I want to come up with my rating. Okay, think about it club members think about yours are we ready okay Okay. you've meditated long (laughs) enough (laughs) i'm ready what is yours six out of ten billy hooks it's i think it's just called a bill hook (laughs) and then a billy goat (laughs) but i'll take it well i'm right i'm rating it six out of ten billy hooks i i heard (laughs) you emma said did i stutter six like so one above five, mm-hmm. that many. Oh, and wow. I'll tell you why. Okay. Let me tell you why, okay. ma'am. Okay, it's because I think objectively it's a really good movie, but I didn't enjoy watching it, and I don't want to watch it again. But I think it was a really objectively good movie. Like I think it was well done. I think the acting was strong. I think the story was strong. I think it was original. So it's like it's hard. I don't want to nick it. Just I don't want to nick it below five just because I personally didn't enjoy it. And I, so I feel like six out of 10 is fair. Okay. I, I respect that choice and I disagree with, no, I'm just kidding. I, I kind of agree with it. I will give it, I will give this movie eight out of 10 silver cups. Ooh. Yeah. I brought back the silver Those cups. Those are hard to come by, Kate. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Especially if your husband sells them without your knowing. Yeah. And then blames it on the daughter. And then blame, well, she, he didn't blame it on the daughter. He let it he be didn't. blamed on the daughter. <laughs> He yes, was a he passive. Did. He had passive guilt in that. He he sure did. 
I, I give it eight. I think it's um, just objectively a very good movie. But I agree with you. I am not. I don't think I'm ever going to be sitting around and be like, "Ooh, let's watch The Witch." I think twice was plenty. It, but I, I will say, where you didn't really find it scary, I found it very, very scary. Like I, I watched it like with like my hand over my heart, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, horrified. Like I, and I knew it was going to happen, but just like when they were holding that knife over that little baby's stomach, I was like, no. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> whenever, yeah, whenever, um they were having that dream sequence and you know it's not her children yeah and you're like what is going to happen like I was horrified watching that just all of it was just horrifying so it it, in what it makes up what in what it loses for the points that it loses for I can't physically watch this too many times it makes up for in the scare and horror factor and and the fact that it's a very creative horror movie and unlike other horror movies I have seen and to be fair plenty of movies are epic pieces of uh, movie culture without being rewatchable. <laughs> like being, what? I thought you were going to say epic pieces of shit. <laughs> no. I'm sorry. No, what I was going to say. <laughs> epic pieces of movie culture, yes. No. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, no, what I was going to say is rewatchability is not everything when it comes to a movie. But for me, when I'm thinking about was I like very scared watching it, I think it was very it was a very interesting concept and I think it gets a lot of points for many different things. And I just personally, for me, it doesn't get as many points as Kate gives it, but I think that that's fair. That's also usually how it goes. I don't think I've rated anything below an eight. (laughs) I literally thought about that. I was like, it's kind of not fair if you rate them all below eights because then we're going to keep running into this issue we've run into recently where a lot of our movies are wiggling up towards the top so things are just getting pushed down, but only because there's a new movie that's been watched, not because it's objectively better. I don't think so. I put a lot of thought into this scoreboard. Yeah, that is fair. Honestly, I do think like right recently we've been watching a lot of like high quality movies. Yeah, because it's not up to us anymore. It's up to the patrons. That's fair. But that brings me to, to, to my surprise. Oh, God. This, this time. What is it? It's not up to the patrons anymore. It's up to me? Nope. <laughs> Is your is your surprise that you usurped the role of picking the movie? That's <laughs> you're like surprise. Well, you say it like that. This it's not, not a very a democracy. Fun <laughs> <laughs> when you say it like that, it's not a very fun surprise. I'll agree. So here's 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 the thing. Um, we recently this year we all our patrons are who vote on our movies. Um. And that's great. And I love what they pick. Kate and I so love our patrons. Said that. And I, I love that that's they great. make that decision for me. I love it. It's great. I, I it's, love it. It's the best I, thing that's ever happened to me. Okay. Sometimes the things that I need picked don't get picked. So I'm going to fix and so, that. So I'm fixing that. I'm so sorry. I put it on the poll twice and twice it almost won and then it just didn't at the last minute and I can't handle it. I have to know what Emma thinks. I have to make her watch it. Emma, we are watching House of a Thousand no, Corpses not. next. Kate, that yes, is the we are. movie I said I'm not watching. I am so sorry. It has to Kate, happen. no, because we should have watched the platform if we were going to do that. And I was game for the platform. Well, I agree. Kate, I can only usurp once, and this I is the say, one I choose. I was going to watch Thanksgiving next, but this is the different <laughs> We, okay, to be clear, we are going to watch Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving 
eventually. Let's watch Thanksgiving next, and then I will do House of a Thousand No, Heart. it has to I'm be around so Thanksgiving, sorry. Kate. Yeah, but Thanksgiving's like gonna be over. People will so, be nostalgic for it. I'm so sorry. The decision Kate, has been made <laughs> by Kate, me. I really don't want to so watch sorry. that. I know you I think don't. it made mom nauseous. I'm really, really sorry. No, you're not. It did make mom nauseous. I'm so I'm like sorry. genuinely annoyed. We have to. We have to. I'm so sorry. I told you it was a no chill surprise. You know it's going number 66 on the list. I'll just tell you right now. On the scoreboard? Well, Emma, what if you secretly like it? What if you watch I it will- and... Have an existential existential crisis. If I see, (laughs) I like this movie. Oh my god! Uh, God, I really, really hate that. I have been watching it on the pole. So sorry, and taking breaths of relief. Like I truly have. Okay. I know because it keeps almost winning. I know, and then something else just comes in at the eleventh hour. I know. I've been saving me from exercise. I just let that get my heart rate up. There you go, some cardio. Well, wait till you watch it. That'll be. Oh my god, that'll be some I good really, cardio. That makes me disgusted. I love you. I love you so much. You should have said that before we ranked this. This Thanksgiving, I am thankful for you as my sister. I don't want to hear it. And I love you, and you're pretty. I don't want to hear it. You know, even our patreons didn't do that. Like even they. Even they showed mercy. Well, I don't, I don't know what to say. I'm very sorry. I don't want want to dwell on it. You want to know? (laughs) I keep hearing that clip from um, Hamilton. (laughs) You want to know why? Because I'm the president. (laughs) But it hits a little different when I say it. Usurp this and pick something I want to watch at some point. Because apparently that's the thing we do now. We just, no, only on very, very special circumstances. I have some very special circumstances coming up. They're very special. <laughs> to okay. Me. okay. Well, before you hate, hate me too much, we do need to rank the witch on our scoreboard. Do you oh have our scoreboard God. up? Yeah, I do. I really should have saved that for after the ranking. Yeah, I'm like really. I have feelings right now. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a little extra bargaining chip for the ranking. I don't want your witch. pity bargaining chip. You can shove it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Let, I think that this is fair because these are two A24 movies. Let's just start here. Do you think it's better or... No, that's harsh. Would you put it above or below Hereditary and Midsommar? It's below both of those, I'm afraid. Okay. Um, I liked this movie, to be clear. I'm going to put it below The Shining. It has to go below. I'm sorry, but yeah. So then you have Creep, Little Shop of Horrors. The Descent. Keep going. Keep going. Shaun of the Dead. Well, okay. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> okay. We're coming up on Hocus Pocus, so it may be time for okay. a quick pause. I um I think it's about at the level of The Descent for me. I would put it a little above The Descent. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> so much for I don't want your pity bargaining chip. Sounds like you do want it. I'm feeling, I'm irate right now, Kate. Okay. I am irate. Okay. That's right. You, you. That's fine. Where do you want to put it? We'll put it under The Descent, and it'll be between The Descent, abo- like below The Descent and above Shaun of the Dead. I think that's fair. And below Shaun of the Dead is Hocus Pocus. Is Misery. Oh, okay. Okay, I, yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm I would fine maybe with that. put it below Misery, but I'm okay 
No, 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 no. For the sake of horror, putting it above misery. For the sake of horror. <laughs> I'm being a do team it for player, the horror, okay? Emma. God you damn are. You are a team player that and really, we love you. I'm sorry. I'm struggling. I uh, Emma, it's going to be fine. And and you're going to do great. Maybe we should live stream you watching it. I just don't want to. Maybe we should do a movie party. That's like the one thing I don't want to do. I don't want to feel oppressed and I don't want to feel dirty. This movie made me feel depressed. I said, I said oppressed. All of our movies make you feel depressed. (laughs) That's kind of the theme. Well, I'm, I'm not telling you how to feel. But I am telling you that we're going to watch that next. So I'm going to start my Christmas season off with House of a Thousand Corpses. <laughs> wow. But then we're going to do something fun. Then we're going to do a Christmas movie. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I love you. I'm All right, sorry. This is the new number 21 of... Oh, that's good. 65. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Okay, guys. If you like this... And you want more bargaining chips for making my life uncomfortable? Um, <laughs> then you know what? Why don't you rate, review, subscribe, <laughs> do all that sentimental nonsense? Emma um, is in a bad mood for this plug. <laughs> you gave me the job, so I'm doing it. That's um, right. And then we'll see you, I guess, um, in a week for a mini episode, and then we'll see you in two weeks. Um, where you can hear my reaction to House of a Thousand Corpses. <laughs> this is not made All up. Right, I'm genuinely guys. pissed. No, I know. I'm really sorry. But you'll, I be, am, I, you'll be lucky if I bring macaroni and salad on Thursday. I can't wait to see what salad it's going to be now. Probably and arsenic salad. It's going to be like a birdie bot salad. So you're going to have your jelly beans, but they're all going to be poop flavored. <laughs> I knew it was a jelly bean salad. <laughs> a delicacy. You got me. All right. Happy Thanksgiving, you guys. Stay spoopy. Stay spoopy, guys. <laughs>